Welcome to the Keep Calm and Pea Glitter podcast. First, make sure you click the subscribe button so you never, ever, ever, ever miss an episode. Hi, I'm Nerissa, aka The Calm Coach, a business, sales and empowerment coach and an ambassador for those living with chronic illness. And I'm Nikki, an intuitive, spiritual and business coach for woo-loving women who want to change the world from pea glitter everywhere. This is a heart-led, far from perfect, honest and funny, real-life reflection on life and business. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Insta. Keep calm, be glitter. Hello and welcome to episode three. And we are under a full moon, aren't we? So today we're going to have aliases. So today's episode is brought to you by me, No Shit Norris, and... Face Bitey Kinsella. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that is just how we feel, to be fair. Um, But uh, today's episode is going to be all about stress, uh, particularly with Black Friday has just gone. Um, I've got an e-commerce business as well as a coaching business Um, and it's been incredibly stressful. So we wanted to talk about stress around this time of year and Christmas and managing everything and being a business owner. So Mm -hmm. are you finding it stressful as well, Nick? I think it's just very noisy this time of year, isn't it? And we can get sucked into feeling like we should do all sorts of things. But actually, if we just take a step back and feel into what we want to do, which is really hard because we were just talking before we um, we pressed sort of play on this about how there's so much expectation and there's so many different things to do. And, you know, as women or just as people in general, we all wear different hats, don't we? And we've got to be so many things to so many different people and like the Black Friday thing and, um, and work in general and then Christmas. And then we just are the house full of sickness. So, you know, that's been really hard to deal with as well. I was in and out of hospital last week with Daisy. Um, she's ended up having microplasma, which is, yeah, it was just, so that has took me away from my work because I've been a potato because my head's been mashed because I've had no sleep and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's real life, isn't it? And we push and we push and we've got these full diaries full of things that we want to do. But the reality is we've just got to do what's next like one step at a time what can we what can we do next that's going to take us one step forwards yeah and I think I I don't know about you but when I've got too much on my plate which is exactly what I've got today um I love that knocking things off the to-do list so I'm very much a sort of person and I think women are like this men are not so much like this any men listening we'd love to hear your thoughts on it by the way we're not we're not just kind of generalizing um but I like to get everything done before I sit down and relax. So if I've had my dinner, I want to get that washing up done and get it cleared away so it's not on the back of my mind and then I can just sit down and chill. Um, But if I've got stuff hanging over me, it really drives me mad. So that to-do list to getting organised is, yeah. (laughs) At the minute, I feel unorganised because I've got an order on Instagram. I've got seven orders on Etsy. I've got an order that I did from an event this weekend. It's not all in one place. So I'm worried that I'm going to forget one of them. So I need to just sit down and just write everything down and knock off the easy ones first and the stuff that doesn't need doing, personalising, you know, and get that sent out. Sorry, keep trying to have a conversation and it's dead hard on here. But um, that's one of the best things that that helps me the most is literally brain dumping everything onto a piece of paper 
and then putting it in an order as a list and then putting that into my diary. So like, right, what actually needs doing? You've probably got 50 things floating around in your head all fighting for attention. But if you write them down and be like, right, that actually needs doing today, even it could be just a two minute job. But that stress, it's like an energy leak of all the little things, of all the little bits that you've got to do when you, when you can see it on a list. And who fucking doesn't love crossing things off a list? Oh, I love it. <laughs> even better, I've got post-it notes now all over my wall and I actually take them off and rip them up or screw them up and chuck them in a bin. Oh, I'm going to do that on my little wall here. Do it. <laughs> do it. You can do it while no one's in the house. Just put your to-do list all over your wall. It's just so satisfying when you've just done it. It's like, right, take it off. Let's take that off and get rid of it. Um, and, and you can just see the, the progress then. And also, you can plan for the next day because I don't know about you, but when there's a lot going on in my head, I find it hard to focus on what I need to do because I get overwhelmed. Yeah. Whereas if I've already collected my thoughts when I'm in that moment the day before and it's already there, I can just literally go, oh, okay, yeah. Now I know. Now I know I've not forgotten everything. Yeah. But you should do it the night before. Have a brain dump before you go to bed and then everything's out your head. And then in the morning, if you need to add anything, you can. But just you saying that about the post-it notes on the wall, like I know you've got an office. I don't anymore. Well, not anymore, but I never really have had. I used to have a room downstairs that was my little yoga studio and where I did all my Reiki and everything. And then I know. And then my stepson moved in, which is absolutely fine. So that became his bedroom. But I really have to let that go. It's been quite hard because that was my little space. So now I'm from the kitchen table and I've got a through, like, open plan downstairs. So come three o'clock when I have to go and get Daisy from school, my office is left at the table and then I come back and then it's time for tea. And then Mikey's like, why is the shit all over the table? I'm like, actually, that's my office. And I've had to finish work at three o'clock. And then he'll wonder why I'm still working, at, you know, or I'll pick me work up again later on. And it's like, I don't get normal hours. I'm trying to do a bit in the morning and then get Daisy to school and then come back home and work and do all the things. And I don't know about you, but I think because we work from home, sometimes it's like, well, can you just do this? And can you just do that? And it's like, I can't today. And I've had to really put big boundaries in place or just be realistic about it and say, well, I can, but it's not going to be till this time. Or it's not going to be till this day because I've actually got shitloads to do. But I'm just sitting here looking. I've created a little folder, like a little box file that I've put my things in so they're not all over the table, but there's still more shit. Um, and I would love, I'm manifesting this, I would love a little office in the loft. Oh, yes. This big window because where we live, you can see whales. Um, so... That's me. That's me. Twenty twenty four manifestation is I'm going to create just a little, just enough room for a desk. Pull down a little ladder, go up, completely tuck myself away. Have the big window so I can see out because my human design environment is valleys, which means I need to see mountains and the sea and everything like that. So um, it's just beautiful where I sit now because I can still see that. But I'd love that would reduce my stress levels a lot to actually step away from work because sometimes. My stuff's all over the table still. So even when I'm cooking the dinner, I'll see a note and I'll go, fuck, I've got to do that. Because my office is still there. Do you know what yeah, I mean? No, I'm the same. I'm the same. Even, even though I can shut the door on the office, I'm still like, I'm still exactly the same. I'm cooking the dinner and then go, oh, fuck, I've got to do that. And I run into the office and write it down. You know, um, let, let's talk a bit more. When you said t human design there, because... 
I absolutely love human design, as you know. And for anyone that um, is not familiar with human design, I'll get Nikki to tell you all about it in a minute. But, um, <laughs> I like that. I like that. So yours is valleys. So how do I how do I find out what mine is? It will say on your chart. Um, Does it? Yeah, it should do. It depends which human design um, site you go to to get your chart from. So one of the mine's on an app. Um, where I found mine and I'm not an expert on this by any means I just like picking bits up as I'm going along but um <clears throat> I don't know much about environment at the moment but I know I'm valleys um I know Mikey is a cave which <laughs> 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 is why he likes being at home so much um and Daisy is kitchen which is like she likes to be where everybody's being social and where there's food and where everything's going on and whereas I like to be out in the open and need a lot of open space um and i think that so where we live um either side of our we live on a main road and either side is, is hills going down um so you have to go down steps to get into our garden which means eye level for me is the roof of the houses behind but we've got garden to garden so there's a lot of space and a lot of sky so when i sit on the couch some nights if it's a beautiful sunset we, it's like a picture. It's just like looking at a picture. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I don't even think I could ever move because I just love the sky so much. <laughs> and, and you've got New Brighton, haven't you? Just around the corner, which is like beautiful. All the pictures that you put up um, of that beautiful beach and sunsets. And I'm quite envious because I'm very landlocked in the Midlands. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, we have some lovely countryside. I've got the Cotswolds not, not far. You know, we're very lucky in that I can go to the city one way or to the to the countryside another. Similar to you, I guess. You can go to the city <laughs> or you can or you can go to the beach, which is brilliant. Yeah. Or Wales. That's like an hour away. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh no, I'm really envious that you can get to, to Wales so quickly. Um and it's so important, but human human design for me helped me to understand myself. So it is like your blueprint of how you're meant to function, isn't it, Nick? especially you as a projector though because how much has your life changed in the last 12 months since you found out about your energy and how much better have you been able to manage your stress levels yeah because of knowing so in yeah. a nutshell there's five different types of human design you can find your human design by going to um jovianarchive.com and you put all your details in so you'll need to know your time of birth and so it's your date, place, and time of birth. And it's basically a mixture of astrology, astronomy, I Ching, the Kabbalah, chakras, all these different things. So there was this guy in the 80s, I think it was, 70s or 80s, called um, Alan Krakow, I think his name was. I'm probably going to get that wrong. But anyway, he was in Ibiza, in the sea, apparently. Had this download, so we'll just leave that there <laughs> because he was in Ibiza um who knows what was going on with him but he, this amazing guy got a four-day download um of a blueprint that's that's so unique to us based on where the planets were in the sky based on the time that we were born um and our energy types and he decided or he was told that there's five different types that there's a manifester a generator a manifesting generator um, a projector and a reflector. So there's five different types. Um, they've all got different 
types of energy, really. They've all got different qualities. They all have different ways. And basically, your human design is a blueprint of who you are. And it's how, it's like your your map of you. It's like the, um, I did it for the girls in Mexico last year, and we did more on it again when we went back this year. Um, but I remember one of the ladies said to me, it's like the handbook of me. She said, it's like, you've just given me a handbook on myself. And honestly, she's a projector as well. And now she prioritizes her energy. Like she'll do so much work in the morning and then she goes out and she rides her horse or she'll go and meet her friends or she'll go and do something, walk the dog or just, it doesn't, it doesn't mean downtime for projectors doesn't mean sleep. It means filling up your cup. So projectors have got a very special energy. They're only 20% of the population and they're here to be the guides um, of the planet. Basically, they see things in a way that nobody else sees them. So, for example, if I was going to plan something out, you would be the best person for me to go. I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think about that? And you go, well, we could do it like this, 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 this and this. And you'd have like the structure and the strategy and the way. It's almost like a bird's eye view. Do you remember the first time I said that to you and you thought I said bed? <laughs> I, do, I do, actually. Um, well, this was this was kind of our first interaction almost, wasn't it? Within the first 10 minutes of meeting each other. It was, yeah. I'd driven to the Brecon Beacons. I'd been recovering from a broken wrist. It was the first drive I'd done since coming out of plaster, significant. And I got there and my wrist was in pieces. So the first thing that happened was that Nikki gave me Reiki on my wrist. And then the second thing that happened is that she described my personality down to a T um, and basically understood me like no one else had ever understood me. And that was human design. Um, what a day that was for me. It was like, wow, my mouth fell open <laughs> because I've, I really have throughout my life and career at times felt quite misunderstood um and human design has really helped me understand why that is and it and it is a real trait of a projector that they can feel misunderstood um yeah. and the big part about being a projector is that i need to wait for an invitation however kind of subtle that is so if i try and force my ideas or views on people and they're not welcomed obviously that makes me feel shit and it makes them think that i'm being an ass um, whereas in actual fact, if they then come to me and say, what do you think about this? Then that's my, that's my invitation. And, and I'm free to then kind of impart my views. And then I get an awful lot of great comments and I have done in the past about, oh, wow, that really works well. Yeah. That that's a great kind of system or it's project management effectively. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it has really helped me. So if we, we think about it in terms of like stress management, I, as a projector, am prone to becoming so stressed and putting so much on my own plate. And if I don't back off, my cortisol levels can go up and it can actually cause chronic illness. And that's the bit that really made my mouth fall open because that's what's happened to me, isn't it, with colitis. So now I understand that. I now see when I'm getting overwhelmed or I'm feeling like everything is looming down on my shoulders and I take myself out of the situation, it's a permission slip. Oh, it's massive. And if you think about it, 70% of the population are manifesting generators or generators. So we're like the high energy beings of the planet. We're here to get shit done. And we just do, 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 and do. And if we love what we do, we create even more, or we generate even more 
energy for ourselves. But the people who were who were who we surround rather are often like projectors or manifestors. Um, so we can tend to burn them out and we can make them feel like they need to keep up with us. But actually, manifestors and projectors are very, very different energies. So a projector, you can do more in like four hours than I can do all day. So you'll have done the same amount of work as I've done all day in that little amount of time. But you'll still feel like you need to keep going because you're surrounded by other people who are still doing rather than going, right, I'm done, off a pop, I'm going to go walk the dog and I'm going to go and do a bit of yoga and blah, blah, blah. Whereas you don't, you just keep going. And manifestors have up and down spikes. So they'll have like a burst of energy where they're going to do this and they have all these amazing ideas and then they need to curl up like a little kitten on the couch and have a sleep with a little blankie over them and be fed and watered and filled up. <laughs> Daisy's a manifester. And I can see her dipping and I try and feed her first before she turns into Gollum. Um, because that's what happens. There's just this beast next to me all of a sudden. And I'm like, ah, what's happened? Ah, la, la. Um, but yeah, how how important it's it's so fucking important that you listen to when your energy is dipping and when you're feeling stressed and you know the signs. And I know we were talking before this, and it's so important that even if you can take half an hour to go and close your eyes. And just step away from everything, phone free, put some shit on the telly. My friend Ali Ford calls it chewing gum for the eyes. <laughs> I, I love that. I think chewing gum for the eyes is a really, really appropriate thing to, to call it, to be honest. It's great. <laughs> and who doesn't love putting a bit of shit on the telly? But for, for a projector, one of the biggest tools that you can use in stressful situations is meditation. 100%. Yeah. And I know we've talked a lot about meditation. We did in the last... Uh, episode but it just it's just like pressing a reset isn't it um and it gives me that time to just take you know even if i haven't got much time just set it to 10 minutes just 10 minutes of complete relaxing and it's only when you start to take those breaths and then start to think right okay relax the top of my head relax my my crown relax my brow and then you realize oh god i'm really tight around my brow and my eyes and i'm like screwing my face up because I'm stressed and that's what, what I tend to do. Um, so to kind of release that pressure, if you like, and just take that 10 minutes. Um, and the other thing that I do, which I have full intention of doing tonight, is is just go to a, an exercise class. So I'll be going to exercise tonight and just like euphoria, really. And it gets all your endorphins going, gets rid of all that adrenaline and that grrr of frustration of having too much on your plate. So, so those are the two things I'm going to promise that I'm going to do today. <laughs> That's so good. And you know, and I think I said this last time, but two things, 10 minutes is less than 1% of your day. So if you can't give yourself 10 minutes, you need to take your head for a wobble. And something like 80% of the billionaires on the planet schedule time in their diary to meditate because they know the benefits of it. Yeah. And doing a guided meditation for 10 days reduces your stress levels by 25%. Yeah. And all of this really, this is the, the bigger picture of this, is just about living in alignment, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, about, it's just about living in alignment with your own needs. Simple as that. And if you can find what your own needs are, and human design is a brilliant tool for that, then you can spot 
situations that are snowballing and that might be a trigger or might be something that's going to push you into that stress environment and you can take action it's so like what you've just said there i mean human designs like a big magical onion it's got that many sparkly layers on it but like i'm a manifesting generator and i do 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 all the time but i'm also a five two profile which means i'm like this leader and this visionary and this this you know like come on let's go power to the people sort of inspirational person with a cape on and then i'm a hermit which means I also want to go and hide in the cupboard when I took my cape off. So when I'm going between the two, like the hermit in me sometimes really just wants to go inwards, but the, the other side of me and the manifesting generator in me is like, no, no, we need to do, we need to do, we need. I've got an open head, completely open head as well. So it's like I'm trying to fill that space with things because I love feeling inspired. When actually sometimes the best thing I can do is press pause create space and slow down and look for the joy, like fill my cup up that way, like not trying to push through and create something when there's nothing there. I need to actually do something that I love that's going to light me up, even just like yoga. Put some like acoustic music on and get on my yoga mat and have a sing when no one's in and cry. And then I'm like, oh my God, I've got an idea. And that's where it comes from. (laughs) But it's knowing yourself. And it really has really, really, really helped me to just realise I'm not broken. You know, it's okay that I want to do 50 things at once because I have to spin 50 plates. I need all these little threads of enjoyment in different things, although it's under the same, like, wellness umbrella and coaching umbrella. Like, everything's to do with the same thing, but there's fucking loads of it. Um, Whereas that could be somebody else's worst nightmare because, like, projectors... You like to do things a completely different way to me. Yeah, I think, I mean, I I do have times where I just want to do, do, do. Um, but as you were saying before, I can get things done really quickly. So like last week, you put a little, you planted a little seed in my head, didn't you? And said, what Black Friday deal are you doing, Narissa? Oh, yeah. And I went, mm, okay, yeah, I probably should do something. I could create a worksheet uh, for female entrepreneurs who want to kind of get over that ick and have more self-confidence and get past imposter syndrome when they're selling, because obviously I've got a sales background. So that is my, um, my other business. So I could create a worksheet for that. And it's something I've been wanting to do for ages. And I thought, you know, this is a good opportunity to do it. So I got on Canva, which I'm quite good at now. I've had a bit of practice on and I created this worksheet in about a couple of hours and did it. Um, got good content it flowed really well because it's my area of expertise which was great um got it looking really good and then I thought well how am I gonna sell it and this is this has been the biggest kind of hurdle for me is is having a platform um and I started looking into all sorts of stuff and it was all very new to me and I got overwhelmed and I think I had a bit of a download on your voicemail didn't I Nick? Just a bit. <laughs> and I, I took a dog for a walk took dog out just had a little kind of walk around and then I came back and I thought hang on a minute I've already got a Shopify site for my e-commerce business so can I sell a digital product on that so I saved it as a file and I went into my Shopify back-end store and I successfully put it onto my Carmen Shield website and I thought that's brilliant, but it's not in line with what any of my other stuff. And I don't want it to then come up with, why not have a water bottle with that? 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so I went off and bought another domain um, and another Shopify account, and I linked the two together, copying all of the back end. <laughs> um uh yeah settings that's the word i'm looking for settings um and so now i have the calm salescoach.co.uk which is linked to a shopify account where you can go in click on my workbook download it instantly um and it and it just emails you the link straight away and i did all that yeah last week so i i proper projected it (laughs) and then i was knackered afterwards and i just went flop um and allowed myself that time but what I didn't predict and this is the bit this is the bit where your stress can get out of of hand is that I did all of that for Black Friday for my for my other business that I'm building where my passion is but my e-commerce business literally went mental on Etsy because it was Black Friday and I didn't predict that happening because it didn't go as mad last year but I have been working on my Etsy store a lot so I should have really predicted that happening I can't use that word I could have predicted it but I didn't and so my stress levels started going through the roof because I was already tired from doing my workbook and I didn't have any room for that um and that's it it's the unpredictability sometimes (laughs) yeah but then I've I've given myself some room because I've expanded my dispatch times on Etsy so that I can but I'm very much like until that's all knocked off and done, I'm going to think about all those orders. And of course, the, the longer I leave it, the more orders I'm getting. So, yeah. <laughs> that's so good that you've done that, though, because that's another massive thing, isn't it? It's like, where can you create more space? And actually, sometimes, because we're absolute knobheads to ourselves, we just push and push and push when we don't need to do all the things at once. Like I could write a list as long as both my legs stuck together. Do you know what I mean? Of all the things that I could do in my business with like, especially with like the franchise and that I'm doing now as well. And then, you know, launching the, the feminine energy guide course again, which comes out next week. And then there's like the Instagram and the Facebook group and my membership and there's all different things. And then I've got my one-to-one clients. I'm like, do this, do this, do this, do this, create it. And it's like, ah, but actually, what do I need to do? What What's the truth? Like, what's real? What's important? So, like, getting it all out on, on a big piece of paper is, is amazing, isn't it? Because then you can see it all. Keep all your brain farts. But actually, what do you need to do today? Is the world going to end if you don't do them? No. Why are you being a knobhead to yourself? Do you need to hug yourself? Give yourself a fucking 20-second hug. <laughs> I think it's letting it go, isn't it? You know, the minute that you let go of guilt... It's bloody life changing. Oh, um, it, um, like you know. what you said as well about going for a walk and creating that space. Like, what happened to you when you did that? Was you got an idea? But had you have tried to push through it, you probably wouldn't have got that. No, I could have spent a fortune on numerous platforms on something that really is beta that I'm trying out, and I'm not ready to spend that or make that investment as yet. Um, so. No, I went for a walk and took myself out, saw a couple of other people, had a bit of a chat, took my head into a different place, you know, lighter conversation and came back a bit of a new woman, really, and went, oh, actually, I think this is a solution. Let's try it. And it worked. So you caught that stress and you were like, I need to step away because I think that's really, really important. And it takes a bit of practice because. We don't know what stress looks or feels like to us sometimes. But to me, 
there's different like levels of it. So I'll either shut down and just be sitting staring at my screen because I've gone. My brain's like, no, 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 we're not doing this anymore. Um, or I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it's like, right, okay, just get up. Go make, do you need a drink? Do you need a wee? When was the last time you moved your body? Like as a manifesting generator, it's so important that I stay mobile. Um, and I don't. Some days I'll, I'll notice myself and I'm like a fucking croissant just sitting at the table. <laughs> like sit up. Um, so knowing how it feels, like you said before, your brow was furrowed and, you, you know, I clench my teeth. I'll sometimes hold my breath. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? But there's so many simple little tools that we can do to just bring ourselves back. But like noticing is the first one. So noticing what stress looks like for you. Noticing where you're triggered and what is coming up for you from that trigger. So they can be really, really useful little journal prompts for you to like unpick and dig at. But um, for me, it's like, and, and what you just said, getting up, going for a walk, change your scenery, just 10 minutes. It will, it will honestly create so much space for you. Um, meditating, getting up, making sure, you know, you're hydrated and stuff like that. But also what you need, asking yourself, how do I feel and what do I need? They're the two biggest questions that I ask yeah. myself every hour if I can. And like sometimes I know today, what do I need? Well, I need to go to Cliverside later. Yeah. But I also need to make sure that I drink enough because I didn't eat the right food yesterday because it's my son's 15th birthday tomorrow. So we went out. So although I wasn't awful, I ate things that don't particularly agree with me with my current meds. So I know now today I'm going to have like really good nutritious food. I'm going to eat lighter. I'm going to eat lots of fiber and seeds. I'm going to drink lots. You know, I need to do that. And if that means that I need to give way to something else, I'm not going to feel guilty about that because I need to look after myself. Because if I don't look after me, I can't look after anyone else at the end of the day. And everybody else is then going to start falling around around me. And so sometimes the biggest thing with that and not feeling guilty is just let let go. Just let go of it. So this morning, for example, um, we had a, a bit of a late one last night because we were out for, for Daniel's birthday and some of the family came back here. Um, and as a result of that, my youngest, Josh, was quite hyper. And then we struggled to get into bed last night and he started feeling sick and he was overtired. And so we didn't get him to bed till about 11 o'clock, which is really late on a Sunday. So this morning he could not get up. Um, he wanted to go to school because he was feeling better and he's got movie night tonight. So I just let him be and I just walked him in a few minutes late. Oh, What's that. the worst that's going to happen? Uh, you know, who cares? He's late. He did still go in without some of the things that he needs, like his reading book, because we forgot it. What's the worst that's going to happen? It's one day. He is at school and he's all right. And what I didn't do was drag him down the road crying because I'm rushing him and my stress is all going all over him. Um, I took him in calmly and in a decent frame of mind. And that's much more important as far as I know. Oh, do you know, they are, it, it changes everything that, doesn't it? Just those... If we can catch ourselves from not losing our shit, because I had a very similar morning this morning with Daisy, but mine mine went the other way because she was very, um, what's the word? Stubborn and didn't want to take her medicine because she doesn't like it, but she needs it because it's really making her better. Um, and she was like, I'm not taking that because I'm better. And I was like, no, you are taking it. Like, you have to take it, babe, because it's, it's going to make it even more better. And it's only for seven days, and then you'll never have to take it again, and blah, blah. So I was trying all the niceness first, and that didn't work. And then I, 
sometimes you don't want to, but you've just got to be a parent. You know, <laughs> you've just got to be like, oh. But we were a bit late this morning, um, and I'm exactly the same as you. I'm like, as long as we get there, it doesn't matter. But we, like me and Daisy tend to flip between, she's like, I don't want to be late tomorrow, mum. And I'm like, okay, um, do you know what? This year we've hardly been late and we're doing really, really good. But I'm not, I'm not very, um, I'm just not one for following times really sometimes. So I can be a little bit like, oh, well, we get there when we get there. Whereas like Daisy and Mikey very much, oh my God, we have to be there early or on time. Um, So this morning, I'm going to be late. And I was like, you didn't get out of bed till 8.38. So, yeah, you are going to be late, probably. And you haven't done your medicine and you haven't got your shoes on. She's standing there going, we're going to be late. And I was like, where's your shoes? Well, I'll put them on. Like, you haven't done your medicine. Well, I don't need it. It's like, ugh. But going in, I was like, have a lovely day. You know, remember, if you start coughing, it's okay to go in. And just, we didn't rush. We didn't, like... We got stuck in traffic and all the things. And it and it's, again, and it's, I know we shared this on the last one, but it's like the Twin Towers story, isn't it? You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And remembering that. And what what a better start to the day. Everyone's screaming and shouting at each other or you're just being five minutes late. And he doesn't feel like he's had a, a shitty Monday because you've just managed your energy around him. Exactly. And I am the stress head. I am the one that loses the shit. I am the one that likes to be on time. So for me to have kind of understood myself enough to let that go is huge, actually. Um, and it's really big progress. And I just, you know, he actually doesn't give a shit. He's like, so what? <laughs> he really doesn't, honestly. It's like he hates school, to be honest. Um, I wonder if it's the money gen thing, that, like, time. He's a generator. Oh, a generator. He's a generator. Yeah, I've got two generators and two projectors in this house. Mm, yeah. So so for me, being just letting that go and accepting, well, no one's going to die as a result of us being late to school. And it was like one minute. I mean, they just closed the gate. They were just walking away as we walked in. It's like, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It's just, you know, just go straight to your class. They probably won't even notice that you're not there, Josh. <laughs> Just come in the other way. It's when it's yeah. when you get there and you can see them all in assembly, like walking who's late. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, can imagine. But oh yeah, he was fine and he went in quite happy. And I'll see him later at movie night. So and he'll be he'll he'll be a he'll be a happy boy. So and that's that's the important thing. And that then allows me to come home in a much better frame of mind and be able to do a podcast with you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sets us up for the day much nicer and shouting each other as you say yeah um and it's just sometimes just let it go you know you're exactly where you're meant to be it doesn't matter it's not going to have an impact the important thing is at school and he's happy he's not upset he's not got red eyes because he's been crying because his mum's been getting all stressy um you know he's a happy boy and that's that's really important there was a little girl this morning when I because Daisy managed to actually sneak in through the gate so she wasn't even late so she was buzzing but I had to go to the office to give her an, an, an inhaler in and there was um, a dad that come in with a little boy and a little girl and the boy went in and the girl was like dad I can't go in yet and he went why and she went I need to do this and she proper hoisted her tights right up <laughs> me tights are by me knees she said <laughs> just brilliant. Like, you could see everything, do you know what I mean? She just didn't even, she was like, 
get up here. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, how much of a shit does she give? Like, none. It was brilliant. <laughs> Do you not remember those tights at school, though? Oh, my God. They'd end up by your knees, wouldn't they? By lunchtime, you'd be, like, walking around like a penguin. I used to wear two pairs of knickers. I used to wear a pair over me tight so they didn't fall down. Genius, that is. Yeah. If only I'd known you that back then, you could have saved (laughs) me all that heartache. (laughs) (laughs) All that heartache. I tell you, I'm having a real brain first moment here because I was going to say something else as well that was linked to all of this and I can't remember for the life of me what it is. Oh, that's it. Yes. So the other thing that's going to be impacting us today is what? Nick? Off big full moon. Exactly that. So yeah. talk to us about that then. How's that? How's that impacting me? Why am I feeling like this? <laughs> so when there's a full moon, I'll tell you a bit about the cycles of the moon just very quickly. So full moons um affect the gravitational, well, the moon affects the gravitational pull of the planet. So when the moon is full, the tides are higher, the water levels rise across the planet. But we are 80% water. So the water levels within us also rise to the surface, which means because the water within us is connected to our emotions, any shit that we've been hiding beneath the surface bubbles to the top and, and often comes out of our mouth unexpectedly with a little bit of face bitiness going on. So while we're chewing on someone's chin, going, nyang, 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 all this horrible stuff comes out of our mouth. I'm like, what am I doing? So you might feel a bit stabby, face bitey, like you want to just fucking punch everyone. And that's really, really normal on a full moon. You might not be able to sleep properly. And that's something to do with the dark. Oh, what's that word to do with the light? Zirconium? No, that's probably part of the body. I don't know. It's basically when when the moon's full, it's brighter in the sky, which means we can't sleep as much because there's too much. It doesn't really mean that now but the energetics of it like i i struggle to sleep on a full moon and a new moon although i've been struggling to wake up but that's because i'm like in my cycle as well i've gone into slop mode um and it's fucking dark still at eight o'clock in the morning what's that about but the full moon is all about letting go so the reason that all of our emotions come to the surface is because the moon wants us to let shit go each month the full moon is in a different astrological sign so we're under the sign of gemini at the moment but we've also got the energy of Sagittarius because we're in Sagittarius season which is a bit of a like it's all about noticing what's coming up for you um trying to get things in a little bit of order as well because that's what sort of the theme is right now but um just being really honest with yourself and and looking at, at what's there so that's like the full moon using using your emotions as a guide because the moon is pulling them to the surface for that very reason and then over the next two weeks as we go into the new moon which is when she goes dark in the sky is like an implementation period where we're supposed to let things go very very slowly and easily and it could be like a habit a job a person whatever it is that you just want to let go of how are you going to do that what steps are you going to take and then halfway through we start looking at oh well, actually what do I want to manifest and what do I want to calling and what seeds do on a plant so when the moon is dark in the sky it's called a new moon and the moon is said to show us that there's a time to do and a time to be so right now our energy levels are naturally higher because there's more light there are all of our emotions are being pulled to the surface so this is our doing time but when the moon is dark 
in about another two weeks. It's all about going inwards. It's all about nurturing ourselves, slowing down, honouring our energy. But what will happen then sometimes because we are supposed to be creating the space and slowing down as all these ideas start dropping. So it's the perfect time to manifest. It's the perfect time to get clear, to create space, to have the long baths and get your journal out and your candles and just sit with yourself and just be and really connect to that energy of what is it that I desire? Like, what do I want? And and now, like the next one that's coming up is in the next two weeks, but towards the end of the year, it's a real shake-up astrologically. I can't remember off the top of my head what Gemini is because my book's over there, but it's all about like, what what isn't working right now for you that you don't want to take into 2024 what shit are you ready to let go of you know have things come up for you about boundaries where you've really noticed a trigger that people have been saying things to you and you're like actually I'm not happy with that so I'm not going to let that happen again I'm going to call them out or I'm going to say very politely that doesn't make me feel very nice when you say that can you not do that please you know I'm not fucking five anymore um all those types of things. So having having a little think about that, um, I'm really trying to manage my energy today because I'm I've got PMT, I'm perimenopausal, and it's a fucking full moon. So yeah. I actually feel like you know when you pull your gum up above your teeth and all your teeth stick out and it's like bangy. I'm going I, I need to take a picture. <laughs> Nick is actually doing this right now, and I have the privilege of seeing this. But you're absolutely right. So I'm in the same situation. So obviously, as females, we have cycles and we have to listen to our cycles. So at that time of the month, it really is you go into sloth mode. And I'm right there now. So I've got all this going on with all the orders and everything else. And I've got a full moon telling me to do, do, do. But then my body's telling me to not, not, not and eat chocolate and sit in front of TV under a blanket. And so it's getting the balance, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But when you're in your cycle and your energy is telling you to like rest, but there's that pull. So it's more of an emotional pull. So our energy can just be quite scatty and spiky and like all over the place. And just remember this as well. Not a lot of people believe in the moon and not a lot of people know about full moons and new moons. So what will happen to them is, Twice a month, they'll feel like they're losing the shit and they won't know why. But when you actually connect to, so there's a, an amazing book by Kirsty Gallagher called Lunar Living. It's like my fucking moon Bible. I literally carry it around with me everywhere and get it out twice a month properly and read through it in my membership group because it's gold. And it talks about what the astrological signs of each new and full moon mean and how you might be feeling at the moment. And it's literally like someone's going, you feel like this, 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 and this. And you're like, oh, how did you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's magic, isn't it? It's magic. It really is. And And it is is a bizarre feeling at times. And it doesn't always get me every every time, every full moon, I don't feel like this. Um, But some more than others. And this one definitely is. Mm -hmm. 100%. But the collectiveness of that as well, by knowing that everyone else is feeling the same and even just talking and going I feel like this yeah I do too it makes you feel connected to everybody because you know you feel like you're not alone like everyone's losing their shit together right now and that's okay it's like oh it's not just me yeah but you know what we are all connected aren't we that's a whole other podcast but 
yeah oh yeah oh yeah we are all connected but and and sometimes it can just be all the layers can't it we were talking before about one thing happens and you cope with it then something else happens and that goes on top okay I'm still coping then something else comes in all right I'm getting a bit stressed now getting a bit angry getting a bit frustrated can feel it all fizzling away for me in my gut um then something else comes in oh my god I'm losing it then something else on top then if we have a full moon and a monthly cycle on top of that well you can just imagine (laughs) can't you steam coming out my ears right now (laughs) no shit norris is here (laughs) face bitey kinsella oh yes (laughs) well i hope that's helped a little bit to just understand you know that you're not alone feeling stressed everyone's got their own versions of it and don't ever compare your stress to anybody else's because no one's got your life Like, no one knows what the fuck's going on for you right now unless you share it with them. So when you're you're stressed and you're going through all these things and then you look at someone else and be like, oh, why aren't they like that? They might be underneath. You know, nobody knows what is going on in other people's lives Um, because a lot of people don't share. They just crack on with stuff. You know, no one would know what was going on in my life last week unless I shared it. Like, I was in and out of hospital and... Like the lady in the co-op that I had that conversation with about sausages and she ended up telling me that her daughter had died and it was the first year anniversary coming up and that was because we were talking about sausages and gravy. You know, and I would never have known that about her. And it's like, fucking hell, it's made me want to hug her every time I see her now because I know what it's like to lose someone really close to you and just be a fucking nice human and remember that we never know what's going on in other people's lives. So if you can connect with people, and just give them a minute of your time and just be like a little smile or a little bit of a conversation. You know, I always try and talk to old people because I just think they don't really get to speak to many people sometimes, do they? And sometimes they'll they'll stop me for half an hour. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, I've done it. <laughs> How many times have you done that? I've done that loads of times, yeah. But, but there is a saying, isn't that? It's nice to be nice. Mm-hmm. Simple, you know. And- kindness is so important but it is nice to be nice and just think about in years to come you could be that old person and have no one to talk to and your busy life that you have now isn't there anymore and your kids have grown up and you don't have things to do and you need someone to talk to and actually you know what goes around comes around doesn't it so be what you get give what you get and don't be a knobhead no definitely don't be a knobhead 100% 100% not <laughs> great I hope everyone has a fantastic full moon if you're listening to this today it's the 27th of November 2023 um, stay safe yes um, stay safe be kind care about others and it's nice to be nice so <laughs> and don't bite people's faces <laughs> don't bite people's faces off <laughs> right See you soon from No Shit Norris and Face Bitey Kinsella. Yes, we might keep that actually. I like that. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye, love.